Hello again and welcome back to Exploring the North Shore. Yes, we are finally back with a new episode. I have missed doing the podcast and bringing you these stories and ideas from the North Shore. So I'm back again and I am so excited about this episode. Uh, it is technically a solo episode. I'm not here with Martha today, but it's, so it's just me, Jay, solo. However, we are going to hear another voice in just a moment that you will probably be very familiar with if you have listened to the podcast from the beginning. And that is because I am interviewing Joe Fredericks, the original co-host of Exploring the North Shore with me. Joe left the podcast about a year ago now, and one of the main reasons he left the podcast was to go work on a book project that he was working on. I knew a little bit about the book at the time, but I didn't know kind of all the interesting aspects that were going into what he was doing. And then another, um, I guess, kind of a tragic turn of events happened around the time that the book was finishing up that kind of changed the direction of where the book went. And we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, in the interview. So I'm recording this podcast right now on December 9th, and I'm going to do the interview with Joe tomorrow on December 10th. And then when the podcast episode comes out, it's actually going to be released. I mean, if you're listening to this on launch day, you'll know it's December 15th. And we are going to be doing a giveaway associated to the book. So please listen through the episode. At the very end, I will let you know how and where you can enter to win your own signed copy of Joe Frederick's new book called Her Island, which is the story of Janice Matichuk, who was the longest serving interior ranger at Quetico Provincial Park, which is up in Ontario. It's just, it kind of borders the Boundary Waters canoe area. So we cover a lot of stuff on the Boundary Waters. And now we're gonna be talking a little bit about the Canadian side of the wilderness, which is Quetico Provincial Park. I do wanna add that our big plans for this past summer were actually to go up to Canada because I love Ontario. I especially love going to Thunder Bay. And we had all these big plans to go to Thunder Bay, but the border has been closed. And part of our plans actually were to go up to Quetico as well. And amongst those plans, as suggested by Joe, Martha and I were going to speak to Janice Matichuk, who the book is about that he wrote. You will, re, or you will hear very soon about the circumstances that will make that not possible in my interview with Joe. Um, it's one of my questions, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the uh, what happened there. So listen, this is the interview with Joe Fredericks on his new book, Her Island. And then listen to the end to figure out how you can win a signed giveaway of his book. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here, to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com. And don't forget to use promo code PODCAST for the largest percent off discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. 
on the phone now, I have Joe. Joe, how are you doing? Jay, I'm doing all things considered not too bad. That's good to hear. So we haven't actually heard from you since, I don't even remember when. I About say. this time last year or a month or two before. Oh, that's right. Wow, a year goes by really fast. So um, Joe, of course, you used to co-host the podcast with me in the early days before Martha. Call them the pre pre-Martha days. Yes. <laughs> um, and you left the podcast for a couple of reasons, but one very specific one is that you were writing a book. That's right. And that book is now complete. Complete. I'm actually holding it in my hand as we speak, and I've started reading a ha confession, have not finished. Okay. I'm sorry. That's I'm all terrible. right. But I have read the first few chapters, and uh, for anybody who doesn't no, go ahead and tell us what is your book about? Well, it's called Her Island, and it's about the longest serving ranger, interior ranger in the history of Quetico Park, which is just across the border from the place that you and I explored a few times on your podcast, Jay, the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness is in Minnesota. On the Ontario side is Quetico. It's on the other side of SAG, the Canadian side of Saginaw Lake at the end of the Gunflint Trail. And this woman, Janice Matichuk, is the, it's essentially her biography, but it's about her time at the Cache Bay Ranger Station primarily, which is the entrance to Quetico coming in from SAG in the end of the Gunflint Trail. So it's about uh, her life and her experiences at this ranger station. 35 years uh, she worked there, Jay, and um, not to be a spoiler or anything <laughs> about the book or her life because it says so right up front um, that Janice unfortunately passed away this year actually in, in 2020 in August uh, before the book came out so it's kind of uh, pulls at your heartstrings a little certainly for me it was very emotional um, we started the project and and Janice was not sick at all. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been planning and, and writing this for several years now. And she was supposed to still be working at Quetico, and that was part of the, the fun we were having initially as we were working on it together, was that she was gonna sell it in the ranger station and it would be an interactive thing with the canoe campers that came through Cache Bay. And uh, Janice got brain cancer and, and very quickly uh, passed away this summer. So it was a big turn of events. So you did start writing the book with Janice. There was a lot of, she had a lot of input into it. In fact, I remember uh, last summer, maybe it was last fall, her coming to Grand Marais and stayed in your, your little writer's cabin there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was originally, the concept of the book that Janice and I hatched was, was not so much a biography, but more me chronicling, uh, doing, you know, stories of her time at the ranger station from rescues to animal encounters people she met and more of it like an adventure book based you know with reality it was true stories and such but uh then it became just her whole life i became more intrigued by it and i thought you know your whole story is really interesting she's the first woman that was a logger in ontario and the first to graduate from sault saint marie college in forestry as a woman and and her whole personality is kind of you know very captivating so it started to shift more toward a biography even while janice was still alive and then um afterward it definitely became more of a personal book about her as opposed to just 
some sort of an adventure or something you'd read to get inspired about you know canoeing or something which i think actually still comes through i've heard from some people actually a guy in california said i want to come to quetico how do you know that's my next thanks for writing the book and i can't wait to come to quetico after reading this so yeah it's it's a variety of things now i will say i have not made it to quetico yet and the plan was to go this summer of course mm. that didn't happen because mm -hmm. the border to the united states and canada is closed and you do have to cross in fact isn't that part of janice's job was to she was technically a border crossing station. Yeah, she is the gatekeeper, essentially, of who gets into Quetico from this southeast entrance, which is the a primary place to get in. Uh, certainly, it's it's the place from the Gunflint Trail and, and Cook County and, you know, coming up Highway 61 in, in that area. And, yeah, you go in and you have to show her your remote area border crossing permit that you get, and she issues all your permits to the park, and, and she you know, is not necessarily a, a border agent or anything like that. She's employed by the provincial parks in Ontario and, and um, the park system, but she verifies all your border permits, or she did when she was there. So essentially, if you came into Critical Park through Cache Bay, any time in the past 35 years, you've probably, or at least in the summer, what, May through September, October she was there? Yeah, mid-September typically. Uh, sometimes a little bit later, but she would be there. Yes, the odds of you meeting her if you went through there are extraordinarily high. She did have a couple days off uh, each. She used to be there with her family. She raised two children there and uh, was married when she started and, and has since was divorced in the later stages she was there. Uh, but so then she started getting days off, two days they'd have some like a temp ranger or, you know, so she could live a little bit. And she, that's when she started really coming to Grand Marais more. She met people. She loved to come to North House Folk School and go to the contra dances or any type of an event there. She would go to the Gunflint Tavern and, and dance. And she met uh, a lot of people in town. I, I was, you mentioned that she had come and stayed with us for a while while we were working on the book. And I'd come to town with Janice. This was before COVID, you know. And so we'd go buy groceries or whatever. And she knew more people in town than I did, like by a lot. And people, you know, were really excited to see her, all ages, men and women, children, and always, you know, how's Cash Bay, how's Quetico? And, and just, she was a talker too. Uh, mm -hmm. She was not short on the gift of gab by any stretch. And so people would just stop and chat with her for, for a long time, but she really was so connected to you when you were speaking with her that it was hard not to just kind of fall into like this person is amazing i'm speaking with an amazing person right now is how you could tell people who had a reverence for her and she had some very good friends from the trail including um, bonnie shooty who we spoke to in one of our gunflint trail i think it was the blueberry and then chickwalk museum so mm -hmm. bonnie shooty is the curator or manager of the chickwalk museum so we interviewed her she and Janice were very good friends. In fact, Bonnie shows up in your book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a couple different times. She's in a few different chapters. They would do some uh, adventures in Quetico that Janice would kind of drag her along on these pretty hardcore trips. And uh, Bonnie has some funny stories about that in the book. And, and yeah, just they, they were close friends. Also, uh, Sue Prom uh, from Voyager Brewing and, and also the outfitter at the end of the trail. And 
um, just to other people, Deb Mark at Seagull Outfitters, people that I think we, you know, if we didn't interview them on, on your podcast, we at least mentioned them probably. Mm -hmm. And we do have plans, of course, once, hopefully by next summer, or at least the summer of 2022, podcast plans are for Martha and I to spend a lot more time on the Gunflint Trail mm -hmm. and meeting those people. Uh, yeah, and, and just hearing the stories, even me personally, just by mentioning your book one time to somebody, uh, her... Paula Powell, mm -hmm. whose parents used to own, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for forgetting this right now, but well, they her family have, owned something on SAG. Mm -hmm. It's a big, it's a historic establishment on SAG, and that they've now leased some of those cabins up there that you're talking about. But uh, yeah, they're mentioned. Uh, Dick and Sherry Powell are in the book as well. And it's just funny mentioning it to Paula, we had maybe a 15 minute. Uh, Facebook Messenger conversation where she just went on and on about Janice and what kind of person she was. And I feel like anytime Janice comes up in a conversation, that's what you get from anybody who's met her. Mm -hmm. She was definitely a figure that was larger than life. Yeah, it's not just like uh, when you mention her, people are going to have kind of a normal reaction. She made an impression on everybody that I talked to. I have, you know, interviewed dozens and dozens of people and park officials in Canada, people all over Canada. A lot of the people in the book are from Canada, but uh, a, a lot of local connections too to Cook County and the Gunflint and Grand Marais and everybody would light up and want to talk for a long time and different stories and just how she made them feel more confident about, you know, being a woman in the wilderness or traveling with family through, you know, Quetico is different than the Boundary Waters in the sense that it's more remote, rugged. The campsites are nothing like at all what you would expect with that you've seen on your trips. Yeah, I know you've done some trips since uh, even when we were starting the podcast. But uh, that it's just a more remote, rugged place. And, and you need a certain level of skill or at least, you know, confidence. And Janice really instilled that in people and talked about safety and how to do things the right way and yeah she was just such an amazing person I, re I really do miss her I wish that she could be here you know to talk about I wish she I wish you were interviewing her and not me to be honest with you because she's just a, such a character she was I mean, I'm really honored to be able to share her story in this book and, and I hope people enjoy it and as a woman who enjoys being out in the wilderness a lot the one thing that sticks with me in reading the stories is that when she first started at Cache Bay, mm -hmm. uh, she showed up with a baby. I mean, a relatively young baby. Yes, that's right. Uh, her daughter Ingela was an infant, essentially, when, when they got there. And then she has a, had a son, too, a couple years later, Leaf. And so she raised them on, on the island seasonally, you know, but uh, they, for the large part, I mean, imagine you're, I know in Silver Bay, you had fond memories of playing along Lake Superior and stuff when you were growing up, but imagine growing up on an island in Quetico. Literally in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Like it's, it's, you have to be very purposeful to end up in that specific spot. Mm -hmm. So that's a part of it too, is, is their upbringing on the island and how that shaped that early you know, at least those first 16 years or 18 years on the island uh, for Janice. And then it's kind of, so that's, you know, a, a big part of the book. And then her as a, by herself up there for kind of those last 15 years or so. How much of the book did you have left after Janice passed away? 
Well, the whole book was done actually in May, except the last chapter. In the last chapter, we were going back to the island. I was it was all booked, and the park gave us clearance to come back, and we were going to the spot where the guy drowns in chapter one uh, is again not to be a spoiler because it's chapter one and it happens right away but somebody she it's a story about six minnesota guys who went canoeing in quetico and all their canoes capsized as they were going back to the gunflint trail right at cash bay and janice found them in this horrible storm and saved five of them they all would have died likely and she saved five of the six so one, one guy drowned, and then I was going back with one of the guys that she saved, kind of the leader of that trip. His name's Mark, Mark Hargis, who lives in the Twin Cities. And we were going there with Janice to the spot where the canoes capsized, and it was going to be his first time back there, 20 years to the day. June 1st, 2020 is when we were going. Then the pandemic changed all that, and the border was closed, and so we kept pushing it back. We were thinking, well, maybe in July or, you know, whenever. And uh, then Janice got sick in June, and so so all that needed to be done as of May was the last chapter, and we were going to get everything rolled out certainly by Thanksgiving was was the original plan. Then I re had to rewrite uh, quite a bit of stuff. Uh, actually, I didn't now then complete the book until like late August because we changed a lot of stuff, and it made it difficult to bless the editors and the publisher because people were speaking about Janice in the, as though she was alive. Every quote and tenses, you know, about descriptions of events were changed and it made it kind of complicated from an editing and writing perspective to change it without redoing the whole book. So it, it was complicated, definitely, but you know, that's just what happened. I mean, it's yeah. terrible what happened, but that's just the reality of it. I do remember you you were mentioning, we must have had a conversation about it, about you going back up to finish it. I think I asked you, like, how's the book going? Because I want to talk about it on the podcast. And you're like, I just have this last chapter, and this is going to happen. And I remember when they announced the border was closing. I sent you an email, I'm like, are you still going to be able to do this? And you're like, oh, probably not. Mm -hmm. And then few weeks went by they, they kept extending the closure and then mm -hmm. um, you know I knew Janice was sick she got sick and she got diagnosed in June correct yep yep that's right and then she had a, a, a okay month uh, June into July I actually interviewed her on WTIP the radio station her last interview uh, was in the summer we, it was live on the air and that's actually the last time that I ever spoke to her was on the on the radio and um it, we, it was a, a really great conversation, though, and then, yeah, the, those last few weeks were, were pretty rough, and she was just with her family, and uh, Ingla and Leaf were there the, the night that she passed away at home, and uh, it, it happened, you know, obviously very quickly, but those last few weeks were, she was kind of out of, out of touch. So what do you think, uh, it, I mean, this is just conjecture at this point. What do you think is going to be happening with Cash Bay? What do you think the future of Cash Bay is going to be? How can somebody possibly come into that position after Janice left it? Yeah, I've asked the park superintendent that. His name's Trevor Trevor Gibb, and I've asked, I asked him that, like right kind of as in those final weeks and right, I believe, after Janice passed away. And uh, it was too soon to speculate, and he, he was very emotional. He's not 
too much older than I am. He's in his probably in his forties, I think he is. And he looked up to Janice, had that motherly figure, you know, wisdom, experience of of Quetico and Cash Bay. Uh, that it was too soon for him to say, and and probably too for personnel reasons he couldn't express. Uh, Janice's son Leaf has actually started working there. He was working uh, some of the weekend shifts to cover for his mom when she came to town uh, last in 2019, and it seemed to be a pretty good fit. It was just a kind of a try it, try it out type thing. Uh, but it sounded like he, he enjoyed that, and maybe there's a future there, you know, just speculating. But um, it'll be hard, it'll be impossible to replace her, you know. Nobody will probably ever be a park ranger in Quetico for 35 years, and definitely nobody will be as dedicated to the job as she was. It's not like she made a vast fortune doing it, far from it, as a matter of fact. Um, so it, it's a seasonal job, you know, it, it only, there's only so many people who, who would do that. And for 35 years, uh, probably it will be, I think it's safe to say nobody's ever going to come close to matching that ever again. There'll be a little hole in Quetico now that we'll just have to remember by the stories. And I think it, especially if you talk to anybody on the Gunflint Trail at any point, if you're up there staying at a resort mm -hmm. or an outfitter or you're getting outfitted, I think they would probably have a lot of stories to share. Like you said, you anytime you ask questions, you get a story for mm -hmm. ages. Yeah. And I think that's why the book is going to be, why I'm most proud of the book is that it'll be, it's on a shelf, you know, it'll be there forever. You do a lot of stuff with social media, Jay, and it's a, quick turnover. A post gets lost in a thread after a few days. And in radio where I work, it's, you know, the next news story is only as important as the one coming. I mean, it's a kind of a cycle of quick things that happen, whereas a book is more of a permanent thing, especially like at a Gunflint Trail rental or some of your vacation, you know, some of the Cascade Vacation Rental properties where it could be on a shelf and people who are here on a rainy day or a snowy day, you know, it's not that long to read it. You could probably certainly read it in a weekend if you found some time that uh, her stories now are, are locked forever in those, you know, they're there. It's not just, it won't just go away in a social media thread or something. The legacy will live on. Exactly. Forever. Exactly. <laughs> and okay, the book came out two weeks ago now? Uh, it came out Cyber Monday, oh, the, yeah. the yeah. Monday after Thanksgiving. Uh, people, I think, actually were able to maybe get some orders that weekend, the day after Thanksgiving. But it was in the bookstore in Grand Marais maybe later that week, I actually. think I picked up my, I got a call that my copies were in on either Wednesday or Thursday. It was Thursday, actually, because mm. I was actually at work that day. Mm -hmm. I only work on Thursdays now. But, yeah, I got the phone call that was in on Thursday. I was able to go there and pick up my copy. Speaking of which, I did pick up some extra copies and we are going to do a giveaway. So I'm going to go over that at the end. I won't make you sit through how that's going to work, sure. but um, I do have two signed copies mm -hmm. of your book that will be given away to readers of the story, but how are the podcast? Yeah. How is it going? How are, have you heard about how book sales are going? Yeah. Oddly enough, uh, my cousin who lives in New Mexico went to order his copy from Amazon. He just, you can get it through 10,000 Lakes Publishing. Should give a shout out to them. Uh, they're the publisher of the book there in Minneapolis. You can order it directly from their website, 10,000 Lakes Publishing. 
or you can get it through Amazon. A lot of people are doing that. Of course, it is also in the bookstores in, in Grammaray as well. But uh, a lot of people, like my cousin in New Mexico, order it from Amazon. He goes to order his on um, today is like December 8th or something is when he went to order his. And the first thing that pops up, you know how you can see if it's like a popular seller or whatever. Mm -hmm. Number one seller in Ontario outdoors or yep. something to that effect. And uh, so he was like, hey, you're the number one seller in Ontario books or outdoor books, which was pretty cool. And yes, sales are going uh, pretty well. Uh, you know, we think of Jay, of course, or people buying it in Grand Ray or the Gunflint or Minnesota. And Janice is Canadian, you know, mm -hmm. she, her, her people that know her the most and throughout the course of her life, she was born and raised in, in uh, Ontario and lived all over the province. And so that's where a lot of people are buying the book is Canada, all over Canada, from British Columbia to Saskatchewan and all over Ontario. So yes, sales are, are good. That's great. Any future book plans? Or are you just kind of reveling in finally being done with this one? Well, I'm always got something burning upstairs. I, I've been, I really learned a lot about um, rescues and became kind of intrigued by some of the experiences, especially talking with Mark, who is one of the guys that she say, the guy I was referencing earlier, and, and just how that impacts them through the course of their life to be rescued and your friend dies and the impact and I had done another story this summer about a guy that died on Tuscarora Lake in the Boundary Waters. Very interesting about that. Our listeners of the podcast will recall that we were actually, Martha and I were on the Gunflint Trail speaking with Carl Madsen mm. from um, Rockwood Outfitters the day that happened. And during the recording of that podcast, the emergency vehicles were just flying by. Okay. So we were talking about water safety, yeah. especially water safety early in the season that very day. So mm -hmm. um, it just, if, you, if this sounds familiar to you, that drowning in Tuscarora happened the day we happened to be there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm learning. I got my wheel started spinning about how I could do some of those stories and, and put those into a book and as an educational tool about, yes, the Boundary Waters is amazing and Quetico and this whole area, but there is a certain, you know, you, there's risk and, and how safety is an important part of every trip or how it should be, not just fishing or whatever it is you want to do on a trip that there's more to it and and, and so that's something I'm thinking about um, but yeah I'm just kind of letting this sink in it, it's interesting because I don't really I mean it's great that people are buying the book but I'm only I only care about that because I want them to read Janice's story so it's not like uh, some I'm tracking it for personal financial reasons or something that's really interesting to just know that people are hearing her story because it really is amazing uh to to hear to kind of just start at cash bay see little janice growing up she played the accordion she was just kinda, yes that was... she kind of like this awkward <laughs> kid picture. and then she becomes this amazing uh person of this beautiful wilderness and yeah she's she's got a great story so i i think it would appeal to people who've never been to the Gunflint Trail or the Boundary Waters or Quetico, uh, just because she's just a kind of a pioneer of, of all things that are cool and represent <laughs> this area. You know, she she's so symbolic to me of like what type of people live here and who can thrive up here. 
I, I, again, I'm very sad I never got to meet her. I'm very sad I never made it, you know, again, the pandemic kind of threw things for a wrench with a lot of things, but I'm happy your book got out. I'm happy I was able to get my hands on some copies. I'm happy we were able to hop on the phone here today and be able to talk about it because I haven't actually had a conversation with you about it. I do remember the very early stages of you writing it. And so it's really fun to kind of watch the whole process flow from the very beginning to the very end. Mm -hmm. So thank you for coming on today. And of course, people, like you said, can buy the book pretty much anywhere, Amazon or the Drury Lane local bookstore here in mm -hmm. Grand Marais has several copies. I don't know if all, are all the ones in Drury Lane signed or only the three I managed? Um, there's a big stack that I had to sign okay. at one point. So there's some that are, or I think we'll do some initially that will be, or you can track me down at the radio and I'll pop out and say hi too. Uh, also, I should point out, speaking of uh, some of the financial things, the so publishers, uh, 10,000 Lakes Publishing, because they kind of became captivated by Janice too through this process and the editing and, and just getting to know her through the pages, is they wanted to give 10%, they are giving 10% of all uh, their proceeds uh, to various organizations that support uh, clean water advocacy in the Boundary Waters region. So we're kind of going to be circling some of that back and wanted to do that to, to honor Janice too. So there's some some more reason to support the, the project. I have one last question. Do you think she would have liked the book? Well, she got to read a pretty good percentage of it. I, I, w I sent her the draft chapters uh, because I wanted to make sure that for accuracy that, you know, there's a lot of dates and so many different names and people coming and going uh, over 35 years, people who worked there and different people who hired her and things. So she got to read a pretty good percentage of it, uh, which would sometimes be a little contentious between us because she'd want things changed and I'd be like, but Janice, this is, <laughs> this is what you said and that's what happened. And, um, but yeah, I know that she was proud of where we were at and then of course like I said I had to change some things but nothing major uh if she you know my one biggest regret in this whole thing Jay is that I didn't get to hand her a copy and and be there with her as she looked through it because it's one thing those were it was like a word document and a pdf that she was looking at and that's not the same as as holding a book and seeing her photo on the cover that is the one thing that I'm still why, and maybe you can even hear in my voice, is that it's just, I'm, I'm excited about the book coming out, I'm, I'm glad that it's out, but I'm just, I'm still, there's an element of sadness for me because she's not here to share this with. You know, like I, you, I would definitely want you to be interviewing her, not me right now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I know she'd be proud of it, and, and so that makes me happy. All right, well, thanks again, Joe, and I'll let you go now. But uh, again, if you want to pick up the book, it's called Her Island. That's right. Joe Fredericks. Find it where you find your books. Yeah. Or request it. If your local bookstore doesn't have it, request it, because shopping local right now is a very important factor in life, and I'm sure they'd be happy to order it. So. Yeah, thanks, Jay. I'm glad things are going well with the podcast, that you and Martha are doing great, and that is still going strong. So I appreciate you having me on here. Thanks a lot. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. Exploring the North Shore is sponsored by The Big Lake. The Big Lake is an approachable art gallery and gift shop located in the beautiful harbor town of Grand Marais, Minnesota, as well as online at thebiglakelife.com. 
The Big Lake provides a beautifully curated and fun shopping experience to complement your North Shore adventures with artists and products that reflect the culture, values, allure, and lifestyle of the North Shore. Shop online at www.thebiglakelife.com and use promo code EXPLORE for 15% off your first online order. I really hope that you enjoyed that interview. I want to thank Joe a ton for helping me through the whole phone interview process. I have never done a phone interview before. Every interview we've done on the podcast here has been done face-to-face. Uh, we've even done some, quote, COVID interviews where, um, if you recall, Hartley Acero, we did one with her where we were sitting in her garden. And then uh, the interview with Carl Madsen, I referenced that even in the interview with Joe, where we were sitting on the deck of one of his cabins up at Rockwood Lodge. So I've continued to do some interviews, but this was the first phone interview I ever did. I'm not very familiar with them or the process, so Joe volunteered to actually record the conversation for me, sent me that file. So a huge thanks to Joe, not just for the interview, but also for helping me out with getting the interview done and in so that we can give you this information. So now on to the mentioned giveaway that I'm doing. I have two signed copies of Her Island by Joe Fredericks, of course, signed by Joe. A little backstory as to how I got got those. I didn't actually see Joe for the interview when I purchased the books that I was gonna have him sign from Jewelry Lane here in Grand Marais, they were actually already signed. So, great news because then I don't have to track him down to get him to sign those. They are already signed, they're already ready to go, and you can have the opportunity to win one. We're going to do this in two different platforms. The first one is going to be the first book I'm going to give away will be given away through our Instagram. That is at Exploring North Shore, which is a little bit different than our UR, or than our uh, podcast name, which is Exploring the North Shore. I took the the out. So head over to Instagram at Exploring North Shore and find my big giveaway post there. And you will then follow directions there to get yourself entered in to win the first copy of Her Island signed by Joe Fredericks. The second copy is going to be given away over on Facebook. So if you're not on Instagram, but you are on Facebook, head over there to Exploring the North Shore on Facebook. Again, find the giveaway image, follow the directions to enter for the second signed copy of Her Island. If you are on both Instagram and Facebook, good news because you can actually enter in both places. I'm not going to police where you enter. So if you have both, go ahead and enter on both. Uh, The book would make a great addition to your library, a wonderful gift for somebody. So I'm going to get uh, the, the giveaway will start today, Tuesday the 15th, and it will end on Tuesday the 22nd. So it's going to run for a week on both platforms where you can enter and get your name in. I will try to get it sent out to the winner uh, right away on the 22nd. If you are local to Cook County, I will actually, I can even go drop it off. Just leave it in your mailbox or on your porch, whatever you want. And then you can have it in time for Christmas. If I am having to mail it out though, because I probably wouldn't get it out until the 23rd, unfortunately it won't arrive in time for it to be a Christmas gift, but you could give it to someone else or just read it and add it to your own library. So this is a wonderful book. I really enjoyed reading it. Um, Not to, (laughs) sorry, not to discount Joe. And I'm pretty familiar with his writing. And I'm not sure what I expected from the book, but it definitely 
I was not expecting the book that I sat down and read. In fact, after the first chapter, I kind of had to stop for the night and I couldn't read on. Uh, the first chapter is a bit of a wallop. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very hard. Joe did mention that it is about the drowning. So in the chapter, somebody does die. So it's a very, um, it's a very heavy topic, but then it gets more into Janice's life. And I've just been really, really enjoying it. And I hope you do too. So I hope you enter the giveaways again, head over to Instagram at exploring North shore, and then also head over or head over to Facebook at exploring the North shore. Look for a big image that has the picture of the book on it. And it'll say giveaway really big across it. So you won't have to search around for it. Just look for that image and the instructions to enter the giveaway are right there. You have from today, that is the 15th of December, 2020, through the 22nd of December, 2020 to enter the giveaway. So if you're listening to this episode after the fact, I apologize, it is over, uh, but you know, you can still pick up the book at your local bookstore or on Amazon and enjoy it. And another thing I wanted to throw in the day after we did the interview, which was on the 10th of December. So on the 11th, Joe sent me an email to tell me that his book is now number one on Amazon, for the topic of canoeing. So of every book on Amazon about canoeing, her island is currently sitting at number one. And I believe when we did the interview, he said it was number one in Ontario Outdoors or Canadian Outdoors, one of the two. So he is on a second number one list right now. So huge congratulations to Joe. And I know we've missed him on the podcast, but it was for a good reason. So I hope you can pick up that copy of the book and read it and understand more about Janice Matichuk and the amazing life she had living on Cache Bay in Quetico and can experience that through Joe's words and just get to know this woman. If you never had a chance to meet her like me, you can get to know her as a person or if you've had the chance to meet her, I think you'll be able to relate a lot to what happens in the book just from knowing the person herself. Like, yeah, that's the Janice I remember. All right, so thank you again for listening. This has been another episode of Exploring the North Shore. Check out our social media pages. We are, we are on Instagram, Facebook, as well as TikTok at Exploring North Shore on both Instagram and TikTok and Exploring the North Shore on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and enjoy listening to Exploring the North Shore, I would love to see what you have to say. Please review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. So thank you so much for listening today. We will be back again. Hopefully, actually, I'm trying to get episodes out a little bit sooner. Martha and I are going to rotate a little bit on doing solo episodes. So we have both started researching our own solo episodes so we can bring you some more history and fun facts about the North Shore. Thank you for listening.